It's time for the Hockey Writers Grindline. A weekly show covering everything Detroit Red Wings. Brought to you by our own iconic top line of Wings writers. Sit back and enjoy the grind. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Grind Line here at the Hockey Writers. I'm your host, Matthew Zator, and as always, I'm joined by my line mates, Evan Sabrin and Devin Little. Guys, uh, how's it going? We got uh, another week of Red Wings games in the books at a okay week. Uh, they were, they still, the Oilers keep winning, so I mean, I guess that's not a, <laughs> they, they are a, I think I may be looking at the wrong things, but. Um, they are going to be playing the Oilers. They did lose the Oilers a long time ago, not this past week. So look at the wrong game. But uh, they are going to be playing the Oilers upcoming. Maybe they'll be the one to break the – I hope it's not that long. February 13th. I hope it's not that long that they still have their winning streak going on. But uh, how's it going, Devin? Going good, man. Uh, like we were kind of saying uh, off air before we started recording, uh, Lions fever is very much a thing here in Michigan. Um, so – if you're tuning in to watch our show today, we thank you very much. We know that uh, this isn't necessarily the uh, the team that's on everyone's mind right now, but happy to be here. Always excited to talk Red Wings. Um, for what it's worth, like you said, yeah, they they've been they've been playing well. They've been holding up their end of the bargain when it comes to Detroit sports. Yeah, uh, they did lose to the Lightning. We we previewed a bit of that game. Unfortunately, it was. I mean, they went to they went to the Lightning. Man, I I'm off today this morning. Yeah. That, this happened in the <laughs> evening. It, um 2-1 they won against the lightning so uh that that's a good good thing they did lose to the stars and won against the flyers so uh yeah a pretty good week uh evan how's it going good man what a time to be alive for detroit sports fans even i though i don't live anywhere close to detroit but uh yeah i'm excited this weekend i'm gonna head up to uh the bay area for the game and uh let's go lions uh as you can see, my background, I apologize. I couldn't crop out the Pistons logo in time because <laughs> that's just not a good topic for Detroit fans. But uh, now things are good, and it's going to be an exciting weekend. You know, it's it's hard to focus on the Red Rings right now in Detroit with the Lions because it's been such a miserable 60, 70 years for Lions fans. So it's an exciting time in Detroit, and I'm happy to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah, they're playing the Golden Knights. I as well the day where you'll be watching this so uh that's another tough team um that that's going to be a tough test as well um so let's let's get going with the show and hopefully i i don't stumble through this episode like i've stumbled through the intro i <laughs> Devin, i'll start with you a good and a bad uh from this past week i have faith in you matt i think you can <laughs> you're gonna pull through uh my one good we'll start with the good here uh alex lyon pitching a shutout uh last night two nights ago um against the philadelphia flyers that's the second shutout of the season and that's the third shutout of his career so two-thirds of his shutouts has been in a red wing sweater good to see um he continues to do what he's done pretty much since the red wings decided to finally put him in net so um good to see him being a real source of stability for the red wings um you know, heading into the new year and beyond now. We're getting close to February. Uh, my one bad has got to be, I mean, really the only real source of bad from the week is just the loss to the Stars. Mm -hmm. um, really bad second period. They were up to one heading into the second period. Fell behind five to two, I believe. Yep. Um, and then uh, they kind of just 
did their best in the third period to make a game out of it. And they, they did, but um, well, that just kind of goes to show that against, you know, the better teams in the NHL, all it takes is one bad period and you're behind the eight ball and you might not be able to get back, uh, get back into it. Um, so, uh, but uh, uh, maybe reality check for the Red Wings there against Dallas, make sure they didn't get uh, too, too high on their laurels or try to start to rest on their laurels for uh, the success they've had this month. Um, but you still don't like to see him lose. Um, it was it was really nice to see Alex Lyon continue to get rewarded for his stellar play this month. Yeah, I mean, Lyon's been. Well, we've talked about him how good he's been, and it's funny the Detroit Lions are going to be playing, and he's playing really well as well. We mentioned that already. I all right, Evan, uh, a good and a bad from this past week. Well, I'll second that with Alex Lyon, and it was good to see the Red Wings respond after that loss in Dallas. Uh, Alex Lyon, I mean, we keep saying it and we keep saying it. It's, you know, this is our guy. It looks like, you know, this is the guy they're going to ride down the stretch barring any, uh, trades, which I'm not seeing. I, I can't envision that yet right now, but, uh, it was also good to watch last night with the Red Wings up three, nothing. And you could just, you could feel the electricity in LCA, even from watching on the TV and the whole crowd chanting Jared Goff's name. So, you know, like I said earlier, it's a, it's a fun time, exciting, uh, you know the roller coaster continues, but I, I feel like it's a it's a much more enjoyable roller coaster. It's not one of those you know demon drops like they have at Cedar Point where you just your stomach goes right through your mouth. So it's been a it's been a good week. I feel hockey wise. I think you know we've talked a lot about it. it it's going to take this uh, team some time to gel, and it looks like maybe they're starting to gel a little bit better. You know we're seeing better performances on the defensive end and. I'm telling you right now, and I, I said it last week too about Rasmussen. I, I I really like this third line. This Rasmussen cop Fisher line is really uh it's really been impressing me. And I'm like I said, I've said probably the past two weeks, which is a good thing. That means it's keep it's still happening. Is that Rasmussen's play that the play he made on the cop goal last night was was just fantastic. And I love seeing him progress because you know he could be an X factor down the stretch too as long as he stays healthy. But um, yeah, I mean. My bad this week, I you know, I didn't really feel any bad. The Dallas loss was bad. I mean, if you want to talk bad, I'm, the whole Canada uh, sexual assault thing was just absolutely horrific. And it just blows my mind that there's, you know, five kids in the NHL, and this happened years ago, that have been living with this for the past five years. And, you know, that's something that that really that really bothers me. And, uh, you know, I hope these, you know, these kids, you know, they got to pay for what they did, so... That was an ugly thing, and I don't even want to talk about it anymore. So uh, let's keep going. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a bad um, – yeah, there's a lot to take in there. That's uh, definitely a black mark on uh, on hockey. But uh, let's – That's yeah. That, that's the biggest bad thing mm-hmm. that there can be when it comes to hockey right now. For sure. Sorry right, for well, the let's, still, guys. Let's, let's lighten it up here. Let's keep yeah, talking. Red sure. Wings. And there's a good segue, uh, Evan. You you went right from our third line here. It's our next topic. We're going to talk about that third line. Uh, Rasmussen, Kopp, and Fisher. Which, uh, you know, Fisher was a free agent signing this past offseason. Kopp was one the previous offseason. And uh, Rasmussen, of course, drafted by the Red Wings. So uh, they've, they've formed a pretty good line. Uh, very effective. I. Uh, I'll start with you. I'll, I'll go with you to you, Evan. I'll expand on those thoughts. Uh, what do you like about that line? What is the secret to their success uh, since they've been put together? 
Well, I just, I, I mean, they're playing well together. That's, I mean, there you go. They're gelling together. And, and you know, they, they can be a solid formidable line and give us that those kind of minutes and, and toughness down low. I mean, that's something that can only benefit us down the stretch. Uh, I mean, last night was great. Cop getting his 100th goal. And you saw him in the intermission when Trevor Thompson said, you know, what, is, what does that 100th goal mean to you? And he just looked at him and says, doesn't mean shit. And, you know, that's that's the kind of attitude I want right now from, you know, these players that, it's it's not about that stuff. It's about yeah. getting wins and, and playing good, responsible defensive hockey. You know, if, if I think if I asked both of you guys this question and I said, how would we feel about Andrew Kopp? Because as we know, he's taken a lot of heat in the media, Red Wings fans. You know, he's kind of been the scapegoat a little bit this year. But if he wasn't signed to this long term deal at, at his salary at that price, would would we be on him that much? That's that's a question I keep asking myself because. You know, he is getting paid a, a decent amount. It's one of the first big contracts that Steve Eiserman has given out. So, you know, maybe he's turning a corner. He's never going to be uh, – he's a 45 to 50-point player on a great season for him. He's not somebody we're going to rely on points. I think we need him more in a defensive shutdown role and, you know, that scrappy type player. Mm -hmm. And, I, like I said, it's, it's looking great with him and Fisher and Rasmussen. So I think they're playing well together. I really hope that uh, Newsy doesn't just keep juggling these lines and, you know, let's stick that line together because it's yeah. I, it's been uh, we've had a pretty decent sample size and uh, I, I like what I'm seeing out of them. So that can be a, a, a big thing. Yeah, I mean, looking towards the playoff push and potentially the playoffs, I, they could be a really effective line in in games like we all know the value the value of those types of lines in the playoffs. The Tampa Bay Lightning had one. I the Red Wings had one way back when uh, with Chris Draper and well the grind line as our show is called. Um, these are our lines that you need in the playoffs, and they make a big difference. And they could potentially be one of those types. And to answer your question with Cop, I think that is true because I always look back with Louis Erickson in Vancouver. If he was getting paid $2 million and what he was doing, totally fine. He was good defensively. He was a good two-way guy. He wasn't scoring 30 goals. He wasn't worth $6 million. I don't think – same thing with Cop. If he's if he wasn't being paid a ton, probably be fine with everything. wouldn't be criticizing everything right. he does, right? So. 100%. All right, Devin, over to you. Uh, what do you think about this uh, trio uh, so far since they've been put together here? I think that they've been the Red Wings' most consistent line since they've been put together. Um, we've talked about uh, how the top six has kind of felt Kane's absence at times. Um, we've talked about, you know, Debrinket not scoring the way we maybe thought he would score. Um, you know, just over the last couple of weeks, right? We've 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 talked about different players that are uh, playing in key roles that you expect to play well and, you know, whatever. And then there's this line that... Um, Features, you know, two guys that are known more for physicality than points. And then Andrew Kopp, who, you know, as we kind of or mentioned just then, um, you know, has, hasn't been known for his point totals uh, this season and last season, but you know, has, has some history with putting up points. But they're, they're a defensive shutdown line, right? They're, they're, the, they're the modern day grind line, basically. This is their, they're this season's grind line. That would be the best way to put that. Yeah. Um, Consist, like I said, consistency. That's really the best thing because um, it seems like even if they're not getting points, they're sustaining pressure. They're, um, you know, 
wreaking havoc in the offensive zone. They're, you know, given the, uh, the opposition um, fits in their own zone and whatnot. Um, and it's, that's what an, that's what you want from an energy line. Of course, you'd love points. You love goals. That's how you win games. But if nothing else, you want a line that just kind of gives you a spark whenever you need one. And that's what this line's done for the Red Wings. Um, and for what it's worth, uh, you know, I think cop's been a very big beneficiary of this, uh, this line being formed, but I also think Rasmussen's been a big beneficiary. And like you said, Evan, he, you've, you've highlighted him and um, for good reason, he's really kind of come to life in this, with this, uh, this line, this trio. Um, I think that just this role for the three of them really fits their, their skill sets and who they are as players. Um, and when you're utilizing them against, um, lesser competition because the Red Wings have mostly just kind of stuck to our best against your best and our least best against your least best. Um, that 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 trio um, can really uh, use their size and their their physicality and their compete levels to outwork the opposition. And like I said, they're usually going against lesser competition, so it's really worked out well for them. Um, all in all, I just to kind of go go right back to where I started here: consistency. Um, you can't ask for anything better from a bottom six line, the consistency. And that's what this line's given the Red Wings. And I think they're a big reason why um, January has gone so well for the Red Wings. 100%. And, uh, you know, like, like Evan, you said about gelling and this team gelling, and that's what started to happen. There's two new guys. They're, you know, figuring it out. And cop, I think is still, was still figuring it out from last season into this one. Um, what his role on the team is. Like we were talking about second line center. We were talking about, you know, being in the third line, we were projecting lineups. We weren't sure where he was going to fit in. Um, looks like he's fitting with these two guys, and that's good. Which is going to lead me into my off-the-rush question, because two of them are, one's in a UFA and one's an RFA, Rasmussen being the restricted free agent and Fisher being the unrestricted. Uh, Devin, what do you think about how much more, if Rasmussen continues on his trajectory here, he's really good, 1.46 million right now. How much of a raise do you think he'll get in free in um restricted free agency or his next contract here? Um like, like you kind of said there, uh, it, we'll see how he finishes, right? That's gonna be a key thing here. Um, I right now I think I'd look at something like three times three, four times three, something like that. Three-year deal, four-year deal, um, for like three million, maybe three and a half if things go really well for him. Um, because he's gonna he's gonna make more than what he's making right now, but I don't see him, you know, breaking the bank by any means. Um, he's one point six, double it, right? Yeah, I think that would be a a solid uh solid raise for him, and I think that would reflect his his standing and his role on the team. You don't want to overpay for a uh a bottom sixer. Yeah, for sure. And Evan, uh, do you agree with that? And also about Christian Fisher, do you think he'll get some more than the 1.125 or you think he'll, well, well, one, will he return to the Red Wings? <laughs> Maybe that's the good quite first question because he's an understatement. Well, first and foremost, I want to double off what Devin said. I, You know, one of the things that have been trending in the NHL the past couple of years are these long-term, low-average contracts. So sign Rasmussen to one of those seven-year, $2 million contracts. <laughs> I forget who the player is that. There's a couple of guys that have those long-term deals that they're, yeah. but they're, they're really uh, short, you know, and I mean, he's that type of player. He's a glue type player. He's not, and, and I, I think he realizes his role and, you know, if he can keep this up down the stretch, then yeah, I mean, I, he, I think he's in the team's plans. Mm -hmm. Let's say that 
for first and foremost. As far as Fisher, you know, Fisher was good friends with Larkin and he played with him on the U.S. national development team. And he's, you know, he plays with a little edge. And that's something that this team kind of needs. Mm-hmm. You know, he he'll he's not afraid to drop the gloves and get dirty in there. And he's the kind of I, I like his play. You know, he's not going to score you any goals or whatever, but he's got that gritty edge work, and that's why he's part of this grind line that's succeeding right now. I think you know he's he's not going he's going to be somebody they could bring back maybe on a two year short term deal to see how it goes because we do have prospects waiting to come up from Grand Rapids that are um, you know soon going to be ready to take spots. Yeah, and yeah, I I think he'll be around, and I think he'll be around for maybe another year or two. Yeah, well, I mean, he's definitely said we weren't even sure he was going to be in the lineup. Again, those projections. We we had Fisher, I think. I don't think I had him on, on the fourth line. I think you, Devin, I think you had him on the fourth line. Um, but I'm pretty sure I had him out of the lineup because I I wanted uh I wanted Soderbloom out here. <laughs> the one thing the one thing we didn't address either, too, is you know, this is put put Daniel Sprong down on the fourth line. And mm-hmm. we, I, I I'm I'm sure you guys will agree with me on this one that we've been really impressed with his play. Yeah, he played. Uh, the only person that played less minutes last night was Costin, and you know he got that huge major last night. But yeah, he played. He only played 11 minutes 50 seconds last night for Sprong. And I really like what Sprong brings to this team. So it's good to have these options up and down the lineup. But I, I'd like to see Sprong get some more minutes because when he's in there, he's like a bulldog, and he's yeah. you know he's ripping the puck. He's not afraid to shoot, which. In the past couple of weeks, we've seen has been an issue with this team at times when they try to get too fancy on the power play. Yeah, but Sprong likes to rip it, man, and he doesn't care from where. So, I, I want to see him get more minutes uh, in the future here somehow. Yeah, uh, he's doing pretty much what he did in Seattle uh, right. on fourth, third, fourth line, and he what he scored twenty goals. Uh, and how many does he have right now? Uh, he's he's scoring, so that's that's something that's a just give me a sec. I'll figure it out here. He's got 12 goals. Like he's on yeah. pace for another 20 and not playing a lot of minutes. Is this is a sweet spot? Maybe you don't want to give him more minutes. <laughs> Which also becomes a problem now, too, once Kane comes back. So there's a lot of there's gonna be a lot of lineup uh difficulties yeah. here to put together Absolutely. for you know, there's players there that are gonna need minutes and they're gonna have to figure it out. But hey, it's a good problem to have when you you know we have this problem back in the day, a couple of years ago, that was that wasn't a problem. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Sprong had 21 goals last season and uh, pretty much on pace for the same could even score more. Who knows uh, if he keeps on this. So yeah, he's been really good as well um, this season. All right. Well, before we move on to our second half of the show, we got to pay the bills and talk about our sub stack here at the hockey writers. It's a, uh, Great newsletter you can get in your inbox three times a week. You also can, we also have a premium tier that uh, gives you special articles, prospect updates, game day previews, lots of fun stuff there. You also get access to all the other teams in the NHL, um, all their paid content as well. You're not, you basically get everything. It's great. Uh, prospects, NHL history, lots of fun stuff over there. So take a look at the link below. Uh, we've got a discount um, offer going on right now just before All-Star Game. So 24% off an annual subscription. So that's uh, some fun stuff. If you haven't checked checked that out yet, uh, take a look in the link below there. Okay, well, let's move on. I know we talked about Andrew Kopp. I don't know if we want to talk about him more or we want to move on to a different topic. I, You know, Devin, I want you know talk about Andrew Kopp a bit. Uh, you know, we talked about his contract. 
his uh, it's pretty high. His production level is not really matching what he's getting paid. Are you concerned about that? I mean, he is on a pretty long-term deal. Um, we talk about him being really good on that line, but what if that line doesn't come back? Like, well, Fisher may not come back. Rasmussen most likely will. Um, 5.625 million. Uh, no trade clause or modified no trade. I uh, are you concerned with his production or are you okay with what he's doing right now at you know his contract and stuff like that? I really liked what Evan said. Um a little or the the point Evan raised a little bit ago about um how much the contract kind of shapes how we look at yeah. Andrew Cop. Um fairly and unfairly, I would say. Uh I think that we kind of need to take a step back and look at the whole picture here. Um, I understand why people would be very disappointed, right? If you're paying somebody north of $5 million and they're under half a point per game, um, that's not ideal, right? Like you said, Matt, you think of like Louis Erickson where it's like, it's not like the player's bad. It's that they're being overcompensated. And that's in a salary cap league. That's not how you do business. or At least that's not how you do good business. Um, but Andrew Cop has never been like a real point getter, right? His his career max is 53. That's not like, don't get me wrong, that's not bad, but that's not, you know, and I, I would never look at a player with a high total of 53 and be like, oh, that's a real top tier offensive player. No, that's a player that can can put up points, but probably does a lot a lot of other things that makes them valuable. And boy, does Andrew Cop do <laughs> other things. Um, and also for what it's worth, he's just under half a point per game and he doesn't really play on the power play. So most of his points are even strength. So he's playing in a, you know, a defensive role and he's still putting up points. Honestly, when you think about it that way, he's actually a pretty darn good offensive player. This is not playing in an offensive role, but he's still putting up a point every other game. Um, but my point here is that if you're looking at him as a player, like if, if you want points out of Andrew Cop, I don't know if you your expectations right to begin with because he was never like a big point getter um and his big point season was actually like his contract year so there might have been some some motivation going on there right um so i, I you sign andrew cop to be a two-way matchup shut down can put up points and help out their leadership guy he wears an a just about every night he plays um the and from, from that standpoint, I think he's doing just fine. I think he's given the Red Wings exactly what they expected. Um, I'm going to finish out, too, with the quote he gave Trevor Thompson. Uh, you know, you score your 100th goal. What does it mean? It doesn't mean shit. I think there. I think that really kind of exemplifies why he wears a letter. Um, because it's it's not about his personal um, achievement there. It's, it's about the fact that... Um, it's a team sport. The T, even though the Red Wings were up 3-0 at that time, they still weren't playing well. They were being outshot by the Flyers, and that's what was important to him. Team wasn't playing well. Um, it was like, you know, if we continue to play the way we were, the Flyers could catch up, and then no one's talking about my 100th goal. Um, that's the type of player that you're not wearing a letter. That's the type of player you want in the locker room, and you want um, in the locker room when you start bringing in young kids. Um, you want that kind of... Um, mentality and just approach to the game around young kids that are you know learning how to be pros and whatnot and for what it's worth he's actually a pretty good face-off guy he wins about 53 percent of his face-offs so um i don't know he, he he does a lot of things that don't show up on the score sheet 
And I think that if you're kind of just looking at his stat line and, and saying, is this player good or is he bad? And you only look at a stat line, you probably reach a conclusion that he's not very good. But if you watch the games and you kind of listen to him talk and you kind of take the whole picture into account, I think Andrew Kopp's actually a very, very underrated player actually on this team, just because of how, how much hate he gets versus what he actually does for the team. Yeah. The thing is, is there's those intangibles and you're paying for that too. I mean, it, Yes, a lot of the money comes from production and stuff, but you look at those intangible things that these guys bring and you have to take that into account. And he is one of those guys. So you mentioned a ton of those intangibles that going to make a difference in the playoffs. It's going to make a difference in big games. And uh, you can already see that he's probably going to be one of those guys that's going to make a difference there. So, yeah, I, I've been a fan of Andrew Kopp. I, in Winnipeg, he was very underrated there uh, as well. So I... I I don't doubt he just keeps doing it in Detroit here. So paid a little more, a little much, but doing a lot even for, uh, you know, it, it, yeah, <laughs> it, it's just, it is. Yep. All right. Evan, you have anything else to add about Andrew Copper? Hold on. Let me add my crow here. Cause I've been bashing <laughs> on this guy. I've been bashing <laughs> on this guy all season on his, and you know, hopefully no one records these things that, you know, people can check notes on us cause they come back and, you know, I'm going to sound like an idiot, but, um, <laughs> No, I mean, again, the comment he made to Trevor Thompson last night kind of endeared me. I was watching on my phone again, driving my car, which don't do anymore, people. <laughs> um, but, you know, Cop, you mentioned his contract year, Devin. You know, even in his contract year, which was his best point season at 53 points, he he put up 21 goals, and that was the max. Before that, yeah. you know, he, he's scoring 10, 11, 9, uh, 9. I mean, he's not he's not a point producer. He's not a point producer. He can be an effective third line center, and I think he was probably just misplaced. Yeah, at the start of this, and again, the contract uh, is also you know something that people want to harp on. But at the same time, too, cop, um, you know, it's you you see these missed breakaways or you see these missed flubs or he flakes on a shot. That's what people are seeing. You know, when you're mm-hmm. watching a Red Wings game, unless you're there live, you, you're not seeing the other intangibles around there. And of course, yeah. I'm 100 guilty of that as myself. That's why Henrik the Crow's here. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, is he worth third line center money? I mean, that's also the question. But again, if if there was a shorter term and less salary, we're pretty happy with a third line center at that price. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I, obviously he's Michigan connection with the guys. So there there is some stuff there that I like with these guys. They're gelling probably in the locker rooms, and I'm sure they're all boys since they're all Michigan fans. They just won the <laughs> national title. I'm sure they went out and all partied and stuff. But, um, yeah, you know, it's he's coming around to me. And it's, you know, it's, it's been these last couple of games. And like I said, that, you know, the fact that you're – you're going to go out there and get, you know, Bally Sports in trouble with the FCC by saying, I don't give a shit. Because <laughs> obviously he doesn't give a shit. So, uh, yeah, I'm he's, I'm coming around on him and uh, I, I hope this progresses. Yeah, like I said, he's been a, he's been a favorite of mine for, for a while. So I, I believe I wanted him on the Canucks at one point. Uh, but again, too much money <laughs> looking at it. But well, hey, he had a great year to have his contract year. For yeah, sure. Absolutely. Picked a great season. Just, just like Louis Erickson. And we uh, don't talk about either, too, is that, you know, he's, he's had injury problems. He's had back problems. So then he had, what did he, what was his surgery when he came over? Was it back surgery or hernia? Something Ooh. like that. I know he did. Cop did. So, yeah. What was that? 
abdominal surgery. Abdominal. Abdominal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So his core surgery, he missed like the whole summer too, uh, right before he came over here too. So I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see what he does over the last uh, bunch of years of his contract. He's got uh, three more years after this season. So uh, yeah, hopefully continues what he's doing and maybe he'll score some more. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) Okay. uh, Let's move on to another highly paid player, Alex Debrinkat. I, He's the all-star representative for the Red Wings this season and uh, well-deserved. He's uh, their leading scorer uh, for goals. Um, Devin, was he the right pick for the all-star game? Or do you have someone else that you think should be going? It's a fun thing to talk about because there's like a, uh, there's like a, uh, I'll go with the fun answer, and then there's like a <laughs> what you really want to happen answer. Um, my what you really want to answer uh, response is going to be nobody. I would want nobody to go to the All Star game because what's the point? And also, like, let the guys have the week off, right? Just let I'd, I'd rather the players uh, take their time to um, rest up and heal and spend time with their families and whatnot. Um, not to say that the all-star game is exactly taxing or anything like that, but um, just, you know, it's, it's a good opportunity to hit the reset button. It's a long season, right? Um, I've, I'm sure Larkin, who's been the Red Wings uh, representative the last two or three seasons, is happy that he has time to um, just spend with his new wife and mm-hmm. um, not have to worry about hockey for a week, right? Um, so personally, I'd like, I, I don't even want to bring it going. Like it'll be, it'll be fun <laughs> for him. And it's, he's a deserving all-star for sure. But like, just take the, take the week off kid. Um, now let's go with the fun and let's actually send somebody. I, again, to bring it's a great candidate and, um, he's certainly deserving of it. Um, but I honestly sent Alex Lyon, um, not just because, um, goaltenders don't get a lot of love in the all-star game. It's actually like, it's it's like uh, I can't think of the right phrase I want to use here, but it's a losing battle for the goaltenders. I always feel bad for them when they go to the All Star because it's not about them. It's it's really not. Um, but Alex Lyon has, like I like I said in the top of the show, since he uh, started started playing games for the Red Wings, he's been lights out. He's been uh, a real source of stability for the Red Wings. He's probably the biggest reason why the Red Wings are still very much a factor in the uh, playoff conversation in the East. Um, without Lyon, who knows where this team's at right now. Um, and then also he's just like a fun personality. If you watch any videos that the team's been putting out of him off the ice, he's he's a real character. Uh and he's he's also a he's a good dude. There's a uh video of him going around just the other day of him uh uh teaching kids at a hospital how to play hockey and reading reading stories to him and whatnot. Um, love to see guys getting into the community and um making an impact on the youth in, in the city of Detroit. Um, and Lyon has certainly embraced that role. And um, he's the type of person that, you know, let's, let's face it. He's not the, ter- the, the typical all-star, mm-hmm. um, Like he's playing at an all-star level right now. So you kind of want him to like cash in on the opportunity while he can. Right. Yeah. Um, so I would I, like the Brinkett could very well be back in the all-star game next year. And it's he'll, he's that kind of talent. He's, he's an all-star level talent. Whereas lion, I, I don't know. He's, he just doesn't have that same pedigree. So um, I would send lion. Um, I'd give to the week off and let lion uh, 
have fun and get scored on 10 million times because <laughs> that whole event's just how many teams can, or how many, how many goals can you score in a 10 minute period? Yeah. Yeah. Correction. Dylan Larkin is the leading scorer of the Red Wings right now. I I thought, well, Dabrinkit slowed down a bit. So Larkin's you, you would have thought, right? <laughs> Larkin's got 20 goals. Dabrinkit's got 18. So that's a correction on my part. Uh, I thought Dabrinkit was still leading in goals. He's not. Uh, Evan, who would you send to the All-Star game? Is Dabrinkit your guy or would you have someone else? Well, first and foremost, the All-Star format needs to change. These rosters are ridiculous how everyone has to have one player. And you, you really, you, you got to vote in guys like Leon Dreisaitl and <laughs> William Nylander and Mitch Marner for Oliver Bjorkstan and guys like Tom Wilson. Come on, Dennis. Let's beat that. No one likes that that idea. But um, if I had to send somebody in, yeah, Devin makes a good point. If Alex Lyon, maybe if he'd started the rest of the season or if, you know, Newsy would, you know, subscribe to our show, he would have known to have started him, <laughs> Alex Lyon, earlier in the season. And, you know, and the, I think there is a case for him to make a – would have made a case to be an all-star you know he's he's been lights out he's been great everything um he's more than uh any of the red wings in the organization expected him to be uh but i would it would probably have to go with larkin with me uh the injury forced them to miss some games and scary injury and you, you could tell coming back he wasn't right right away but he's been on a heater right now is he it's 11 or 12 games now point uh point streak so Dylan's my guy. He's always been my guy. And uh, yeah, you know, he's fun at the all-star competition to watch because I always like him watching in the, in the speed race. Yeah. Still got some wheels, man. For sure. I, I, that's why he's, that's why he's bumped back up to, uh, to the leading score of the Red Wings because of how much points he's put up lately. So uh, I forgive me Larkin for, uh, for <laughs> thinking to bring it was still ahead of you. Well, there you go. I, just a quick question um, before we end here, after off, off the rush, and this just be a one-word answer or one sentence. I, Devin, when do you think Marco Casper is coming up to the Red Wings? He is really doing well in Grand Rapids right now. Also on a heater. Yes. Yes, yes, he is. Um, after the trade deadline, um, maybe they move somebody out or there's an injury or something and they give him a look. Evan, what do you think? I think he gets a look for the end of the season. But, it all, again, depends where we are in the standings. It, it, there's there's so many factors on that. But, you know, I, I, I could see him getting five games at the end, three, four games at the end. Uh, he still won't – he only played one game last year, so he'd still be eligible to go down to the AHL. So, yeah, I, 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 we got to see where we're at. I, I just <laughs> I can't tell. It's just week to week with this team. It's good week, yeah. bad week. So, yeah. Hopefully they're hanging in there at the end and they can afford to give him a couple games to, you know, get his feet a little more wet. Yeah. Well, it's that one game and he played really well in that game too. <laughs> and then he got hurt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was he playing hurt. with that injury, which was just insane to me, but yep. uh, there you go. All right. Well, that's another episode of the grind line. Uh, thanks Devin and Evan for joining the show again. Uh, thanks everyone for watching. Uh, we've got some great stuff still coming up. Uh, lots of, well, trade deadline talk. We're going to be talking trade deadline as as it gets closer. And then, of course, the draft and all that fun stuff. And hopefully the playoffs. We're previewing the playoffs <laughs> uh, for the Red Wings this season as well. All right. Well, uh, make sure you're checking out everything at thehogbearers.com. Our sub stack. Lots of fun stuff again coming up to the trade deadline. And uh, just hopefully, again, playoffs. <laughs> if, the Lions, if the Lions win, can we do a Super Bowl show next week? Next one we record? 
Oh, I have to. Lions. I'd have to, yeah. So that'd be great. Because <laughs> the next time we talk, we're going to know if the Lions are in the Super Bowl. That's right. That's right. People's so, heads might start falling off in Michigan. That. <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. All right. But until next time, we'll see you on another episode of The Grind Line.